Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The Christmas story is amazing. Give us eyes to see being part of a story that is so big and so glorious. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Well, gee, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! We're we're counting yeah. down, aren't we? Where it's today is uh, Thursday, the fifteenth of December. Kids are taking their high school kids taking their finals. Junior high kids taking their finals. Yeah, it should be last day of um, finals today. A lot of uh, elementary school Christmas parties all around campus. Um, a lot of fun, and uh, what a season it's been so far. It has been really. It has been. Yeah, it's been a fun. Uh, fun season, and and we've we're bringing back around for yeah. the second year in a row here on Kingdom Culture Conversation. Something we we started last year. That was called, pretty fun. Yeah, the twelve yeah. days of Christmas. Yeah. Um, what are we trying to do here? Well, of course, as we say over and over, um, be plugged into a, a church, yeah. a local. There's so many. It's 200 churches represented by Northwest Christian School, and we just want to give a, as much uh, airtime, as much uh, you know, cheerleading, as much uh, get to. There's so many churches to be a part of, and uh, we're going to give you uh, uh, some churches, some snippets of their Christmas sermons, and uh, it, it's, it it matters. It really does matter. Yeah, it's it's Northwest Christian uh, frameworks gift to you yeah. uh, wherein we are just going to the first thing we're going to do is just promote the local church 100% 100% yep. because you know it, when Jesus launched the great commission he didn't he didn't pull his disciples aside and say okay guys listen here's <laughs> Go what we got to start do. a christian school we got to start a christian school you got to have an online program yeah he no. he didn't do that what he what he yeah. did was he launched the church Amen. and yeah. and the church is is what is going to stand victorious at the end of time and the gates and, of hell shall not prevail amen yeah. and if if we are doing our job right as a christian school we're pointing back to the church right and and making the church uh, magnanimous mm-hmm. in in our mission and so that's what we want to do and so our first church up today ah, is kind yeah. of special for, for you and me kind of, oh, absolutely. yeah this is a young man that I care about a lot yeah so Phoenix Bible Church uh, George Brown my son oh. is the college ministry director yeah. and uh, kind of a neat thing happening with Phoenix Bible Church and Bethany Bible Bible. Yes. Uh, in January, they are merging. And so yes. a lot of what's happening in, in the month of December is these two congregations coming together during a very special time of the year. And it's fun to watch that happen. This is an amazing church. Yeah. Uh, we just, you know, we attend Palmcroft, but we love attending uh, and going to different services at Phoenix Bible. It's where where we'll spend Christmas Eve this year. As a matter I'll of fact. see you there. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. My dad goes to Bethany Bible. Oh, how fun. Yeah, yeah okay. so we usually go there for Christmas Eve. And, uh, um, well, neat. I actually got to do a, a trip to Kids Kingdom with uh, with Phoenix Bible Church yeah. and Bethany Bible Church. Lexi They're Lyles. To, uh, yeah, Lexi Lyles. They're starting to kind of get their college groups together. And, yeah. uh, and I think they'll do a better job than hopefully, you know, if the adults can follow suit. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's hard for us adults to change, but because yeah. uh, Bethany Bible Church has just been a staple in this in this city for so, oh, so long. And yeah. it, it still will be. 
Absolutely. Um, it still will be just a, a Phoenix Bible Church, and, and that's just I, I love seeing that. I'm excited to see these communities come together, yeah. and and as they do, George recently kicked off their Christmas uh, season the ad the Advent series of sermons um, based out of Mark. Um, it's called Prepare the Way. Okay, the series is, and so he uh, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday previous, yeah. he uh, he opened that up, and come on, uh, so George. we're gonna yeah come on George. We're going to share uh, 10 minutes from uh, that sermon Love it. With, with George Brown. So, enjoy it. Yeah, folks, enjoy it. Take care. There's a story that I heard this Thanksgiving, and I don't know about you, but at Thanksgiving, my family tells a lot of stories around the table. Sometimes there are stories, but more likely, they're stories of other people. And this last Thanksgiving, we got to spend it with the side of the family that I always look forward to being with, my aunt and uncle that live over in Gilbert, and they're awesome parents. They have three young kids, and over the summers, they road trip for months at a time and go from one national park to the next and see more places than I could ever dream of in a lifetime, it seems like. And then during the year, they go from state park to state park and national monuments all in Arizona and all these day trips. They always have stories. But this year, my aunt had recently heard a story that she shared with us about somebody hiking the Appalachian Trail. And for outdoorsy people, for hiking people, you know, for those REI kind of people, the Appalachian Trail is the Mecca. It's the hike that everybody wants to do, a bucket list hike that's over 2,000 miles that goes south from Georgia all the way north to Maine and gorgeous spots all along the way. And people do something called through hiking where they do one chunk at a time. They hike, camp, hike, camp, sometimes hostels, lodges. Some people kind of cheat and stay in hotels, but a little bit at a time, they go over 2,000 miles for this whole Appalachian Trail. But she told the story of Geraldine Largay. She was a hiker who went missing on the Appalachian Trail in July of 2013. Now, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories, which I won't get into, about feral people that live in the wilderness of the Appalachian Trails, but this wasn't her fate, if those are true. Her fate was being lost and unfortunately, tragically, being lost only one mile from the trail. See, she had been hiking a little bit at a time. She had her friend Jane with her. She was a retired Air Force nurse, 68 years old, that was ready for a challenge. So she prepared, she prepped, and she went to go do the Appalachian Trail. Her friend Jane had a family emergency about halfway through the hike and had to leave. Geraldine, or as on the trail, they called her Inchworm, because people on the trail come up with code names as you're catching up to people and hiking with random friends. They come up with nicknames. Hers was Inchworm, because she was going little bit, a little bit. And her husband, whose name was George, ironically enough, would meet her along the way at different planned stops, drop off food, water, different supplies. But on July 22nd, 2013, she didn't show up to her destination. Her husband got a little bit worried. He tried not to panic, thought maybe she was behind schedule. And the next morning, he waited patiently. She never showed up. He called the state, state authorities. They got National Park Ranger search and rescue. But unfortunately, at that very time that he reported her missing, a torrential rainstorm came for several days. And rain makes these search and rescue missions nearly impossible. Hard to see, hard to hear. And worst of all, it makes it hard for dogs to smell and track down a scent. 
So they didn't know what happened until October, 2015, nearly two years later, they found her tent, they found her remains and they found a journal. And she kept a journal of the 26 days she spent in the wilderness before she eventually passed. What had happened is she had gotten off trail. She went to go relieve herself. And for kids, relieving yourself is a fancy way of saying she went to go poop. Okay, just have to say that. She went to go relieve herself. She got lost and she got her cell phone out and she texted her husband and she said, went off trail to go to the bathroom somewhere north of the wood road, contact the Appalachian Trail manager and see if they can help. But she tried to send it once, twice, ended up trying to send it 10 times, but didn't have cell service. She saw a mountain ridge not far off and went and hiked up it, hoping that elevation would give her cell service, but it did not. She eventually set up camp and tried to wait for somebody to come and get her. The tragic part that authorities report is that she was set up in a thick wooded area, but her tent was about 100 yards from a huge clearing. And once she had, if she would have ever gotten to that clearing, just 20 minutes hike, she would have been on a very frequently used logger road and she would have found help. There's one mile from the trail. And I think the tragedy is that she was so close yet so far from help. I don't know if you guys have spent much time hiking or much time in the woods, but if you ever get off trail, your mind starts to play tricks with you. You get off trail and all of a sudden you start to think, wait, is that the trail? Is that the trail? And you start to see, wait, that looks like that's been used. Is that the trail? And then you start to get lost. And I think as we seek to do life, as we seek to find peace and we try to do the trail of life, there's two trails that we can frequently get lost on. That's the same people John the Baptist preached to, the same people we do life with. We can go off on the trail of religion, of finding comfort in rules and appearance and ultimately facade. And we can go off on the trail of rebellion and seeking momentary and fleeting pleasures. And those two trails, they end up going in circles over and over and over and they'll drive you crazy. And as we, as we do life, we can see people getting lost. And our job, I think as Christians, is to point people back to Jesus, to be on the trail, to point people back to Jesus, to have our purpose, to say, hey, this is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through Jesus. There is the truth and there is a way. And as we're tempted to get off trail, as we're tempted to wander towards religion, towards rebellion, we get to stay on the trail. I think the better part of finding people and saying, hey, that's gonna drive you mad. You're going in circles over and over. You're lost and you're not gonna have help. Eventually those two trails, they both lead to death. And not only death now, but eternity apart from our creator. So I think the loving and, tr- and the best thing that we can do is to point to Jesus, not just for eternity, not just to say eternity of heaven instead of hell, but the best and most loving thing we can do is to point people back to Jesus for now and realizing that there is purpose and peace and hope that is found in Jesus. That we can have the same message as John the Baptist to say, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie that there is a good and glorious savior. He came once and he's coming again. 
I think as the church, we get to respond to this good news. We get to be this good news. As the love of God happens to us, we have the opportunity for it to keep happening through us. Right? At Phoenix Bible, as we say, love moves. I think John the Baptist is encouraging us and challenging us for love to move through us. As we experience the love of Jesus, we get to share this love of Jesus. I think that's the best way that we can point to our Savior. The good news is that we know the end of this story. As we look forward to Christmas, we know the story doesn't end with Jesus in a manger, right? And even better yet, it doesn't end with Jesus on the cross, right? Jesus dies the death that we deserve to die so that we could live a life we don't deserve to live. And that three days later, he rose again, defeating sin, grave, and death. I think the most practical opportunity we have as Phoenix Bible Church is to do just what Marco challenged us to do before service, that we have an amazing opportunity coming up Christmas Eve, right? Two days a year that people are most likely to attend church, the two days a year that statistically people are most likely to say yes when they're invited to church. It's Christmas Eve and Easter, So we have an opportunity to look to our left, to look to our right, people we're in class with, people we work with, our neighbors, our friends, our family. And as they're struggling with religion, they're gonna drive themselves mad. They're gonna be exhausted, worn out, and burned out. And as they may be chasing rebellion, as they may be tired, exhausted, and dead inside, we get the opportunity to point people to Jesus, to find our purpose, to say, hey, will you come with me to Phoenix Bible Church for Christmas Eve? Five o'clock, there's, Chris, there's cookie decorating, there's gonna be hymns, there's gonna be hot cocoa, but better yet, the gospel of Jesus is gonna be proclaimed. We get the opportunity to point people to Jesus to be reminded that we are a part of a story that's so much bigger than me, 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 that we get to be a part of the story and that's God's story. Will you guys pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for the example of John the Baptist. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be a part of a story that is a good and glorious story, God, that we get to be a part of your story. God, we hope and we pray this Christmas season, this Advent season, that we can be reminded and challenged of being part of a story that is so big and so glorious and so grand. God, give us eyes to see people in our lives that may be struggling with religion. God, that may be struggling with rebellion. God, may we have the courage to point them to Jesus, to find our purpose there to help them know that there's peace and there's hope and there's a promise that's available through Jesus. God, we need you and we love you. Amen. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.